Hey there, gang. Welcome back to a new mystery, a Scooby-Doo podcast. I'm your host, Artemis, and it's been a while. Again, you know me, still working on that whole um, consistency thing. But if you have been uh, staying kind of tuned into my Instagram, I've posted a couple updates, and I kind of got a little something going. Um... So, today we have our next episode, which I had to skip a little bit because um, I don't have access to all of the shows that I want. I think I probably own just about every single Scooby-Doo movie, but I'm still working on getting access to all of the shows and all the goodies like that. I even have a lot of, like, the bonus... um, a compi- like compilation uh, disc where you have um, one of them, I think one of them is called like Scooby-Doo in the Haunted House or something and it's literally just a bunch of episodes from uh, various seasons and series about just based on haunted houses. So I have a lot of things like that, but still working on getting all of the seasons. Um, yeah. So anyway, the... The way that I was doing it, you guys are going to hear my ducks in the background if they keep yapping. Um, But the way that I was starting this off was I was kind of going in like chronological order with the series and then stopping every now and then for a movie while still being in chronological order. um, Starting from the first of both series and movies um, and whatnot. And well, you kind of know how I've been doing it if you've been listening for a little bit. Um... And I don't necessarily want to change that completely, but I have decided to go a little bit more random simply because of my lack of access for um, a lot of these shows. And so the show that originally would be next would be, um, I think it was Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, the first rendition or like the first part of the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo series. And then I kind of, I kind of changed it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to kind of skip ahead because I, I, like I said, I don't really have access to that one right now. Um, but I do have access to A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, which is a couple more series down the chronological order line. And I'm actually okay with that because, um, I think the order I was looking at was, a pu- um, was Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo Um, and then, I think it was the other Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, and then after that it was 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, so all three of those series didn't really have the whole gang in it. I mean, uh, there's, like, episodes here and there that do have, like, Velma and Fred and Daphne, like, in 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, we don't really get Velma and Fred until I think it said season two is what I remember um, of that series. But, and I know a lot of people, some, well, not necessarily a lot of people, but there are some people who don't necessarily consider them complete Scooby-Doo series or episodes or whatnot. Um, I do consider them, you know, still com- like Scooby-Doo content, obviously. But they aren't necessarily the more popular ones, that's for sure. Um, 
And it's always okay to obviously go and watch them on your own, but it kind of works out um, in this situation. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip them. And I might, down the line, uh, throw them in there, like I said, because I might be doing things a little bit more randomly, but not so random that it's going to throw you off. Um, so yeah, today we have, our, well, for this episode, because I guess today is relevant, and who knows, hopefully I'll release this today, um, but we have a pup named Scooby-Doo, and like I said, I'm still working on getting all the series, um, in my little collection here, and I just recently got this, um, uh, volume of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, but it's one of the very last ones, uh, it's volume six, so I literally, I have the very last episode of season two, and then all of season three on this volume. So, like I said, a little random. Um, so, for this episode, we'll be doing the very last episode of um, season two of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, which is called um, Terror, Thy Name is Zombo. And... I love this show. I've always loved The Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Um, it was definitely one of the first ones that I watched, obviously, growing up. Um, I was very, very keen and tuned in. I don't know, um, aware. I don't know, even as, like, a very young kid. At, like, four o'clock, four o'clock, say, like, four years old, I if I could, I would be looking up and, like, checking the news and finding out when the next episode of Scooby-Doo is coming on or something like that. I was very, very invested as a child. Obviously, I'm still very invested. Um, oh, I just love Scooby. That's why no matter what, I will just keep, keep coming back to this podcast because it's, I don't know, it's just a fun way to keep alive what shall never die within me, which is the love joys, and innocence of our favorite pup and his gang's mysterious adventures. <laughs> wow, I didn't even really mean to segue into that, but it kind of worked. All right, now my puppies are growing crazy. All right, this is a good time for a quick um, intro ad. Um, so stay tuned, guys, and we'll jump right into our next episode of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Terror, thy name is Zombo. All right, gang. Hey there, gang. I am back, and I'd say it's just about time to jump right into our next um, episode. So, yeah, today we have a pup named Scooby-Doo, Terror, Thy Name is Zombo. And this is the very last episode of Season 2 of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Um, yeah. Alright, so... Um, like I said in the little intro, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo has always been one of my favorite shows. Um, definitely, definitely one of my favorite, uh, renditions of Scooby-Doo that they've made. It's just so good. Um, and one thing is the frickin' intro music, the intro song. It is so good. It is so, so good. It fits Scooby-Doo so well. And I definitely think it's one of the best intro songs. 
not just of Scooby-Doo fandom, like, life, universe, but one of the best intro songs of, like, all time. I don't know why, but the Big Bang Theory kind of pops in there. The whole universe ain't a Anyways, um, yes, love, love, love the intro song to A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I mean, I love all of Scooby-Doo's intro songs. I'm not sure I'd be able to pick a favorite. This one is definitely top three. Um, and what's new Scooby-Doo? Definitely up there as well. Um, the Sum 41 version of the Scooby-Doo. Or, oh my god, Simple Plan. Jesus. I apologize. Uh, the Simple Plan version of, um, this, uh, what's new Scooby-Doo is definitely one of my favorites as well. But then the original, the original, uh, Scooby-Doo intro song from the Scooby-Doo Where Are You 1969 series is also a, a banger. So, and like, that's also, that's also what it is. This song for a pup named Scooby-Doo, it's a bop. It's not just like a banger, it's a bopper. Like, it just makes you like, ooh, kind of sway back and forth and you're just like into it. Um, yeah. Uh, they even say jinkies, where it's like, do 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 jinkies there's a mystery into sorry anyways like i said it's a bop oh i love it um that's one thing um that i want to ask you guys about is do you guys have a favorite intro song out of the scooby doo series or movies which i mean the movie's intro songs always correlate with, like, the series and, like, the the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, do you have a favorite one? And I definitely would love to hear about it. So, um, I'm gonna put, like, a little question thing in there. And I know a lot of people don't really listen on Anchor. Um, but if you hear the question while listening to this podcast, go ahead and... Uh, comments on the next post that I post on Instagram. I will make a little reminder on that post, and you guys can comment down below um, what your favorite intro song is. And to add to that question, do you always sing along like you're in a rock band or something? Like, it's just the best song you've ever heard. Like, you just created a masterpiece, and you're sitting there, and you're just air guitar and jamming away, you're like, yeah, Scooby-Dooby, Scooby-Dooby, da-da-da, because that's what I do with every single intro song, but especially this one, so this one, no, I'm not going to say, I can't say it's my favorite, it's like picking your favorite child or your favorite dog, I I can't do it, okay, (sighs) okay, Um, but yes, intro song, superb, great, great way to start off an already amazing show. Um, so to open the episode, uh, it opens with Shaggy's narrating voice, which we get, um, that we got in like the beginning, uh, the very first episode of a pup named Scooby-Doo. It's a kind of a new thing that they started to do, um, which I love, but they kind of they kind of break the fourth wall in this episode a lot and they've kind of broke the fourth wall occasionally throughout the series um of Scooby-Doo but like 
This one is definitely more detailed and kind of like more so th thoroughly through and a lot more noticeable, I'd say. Um, the fourth wall breaking is in this one. Wow, I hope you were able to follow along on that little sentence because, whew, that was rough. Um, but yeah, so Shaggy is doing his narration and Daphne kind of cuts in and she's like, I can't believe you ate... 456, I had this down, I had, I had to write it down, because I was like, I gotta write it down, what was it? Um, I think it was like 456 boxes of cereal, and, uh, so that they could get box tops. <clears throat> um, no, I'm sorry, 450, not 456, 450 boxes of cereal to get box tops to be the first to ride the Monster Mountain Ride, which was a new ride at the amusement park that Shaggy was talking about in his narration. So, Daphne starts talking about that, and Shaggy stops her, shushes her, and he's like, wait, listen. And so, everyone, the the gang, they start staring at, like, the camera, they're, they're staring at the audience now. And they're listening to Shaggy's narration. Then he finishes, and Scooby's like, okay, go ahead. And then Daphne repeats your question. Um, like I said, that kind of happens occasionally throughout Scooby-Doo. I'd say like one of the first time that I ever noticed it was actually the very first episode ever of Scooby-Doo, what, what a Night for a Night. And it's actually like the iconic scene, um, which I should... It's like the... The scene that has turned into an, an iconic Scooby-Doo picture, which is where they're all sitting in the library reading that book, and at one point they learn that it's Professor Hyde-White, so at one point they literally all just look up and stare at the camera, and they're like, Professor Hyde-White, and it's not much, but they're staring right at the camera, and, um, but yeah, it just kind of made me think of that, and then there's other moments throughout Scooby-Doo movies and series that you can kind of notice that but this episode specifically not even uh let alone like a pup named scooby-doo in general but this episode specifically is very heavy in the fourth uh fourth wall stuff like um oh what did we have just now um i don't know <laughs> anyways so yeah, it happens quite a bit in this episode, and we'll get to a, a few of them. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, okay, so... After... Um, after the narration and everything, Velma re-asks, or Daphne re-asks her question, and... So we know about the park and why they're at the amusement park and the box tops and the rides and everything. But they get there and they notice that the park is closed. And then Freddy picks up this poster about a cotton candy monster and he just, he's so dramatic. He's like, I know what's going on. And yeah, he's like really obsessed with cotton candy monsters in this episode for some reason. <laughs> um, so... Uh, a worker shows up, and they notice, they can hear, like, another worker sobbing. Um, so they walk up to this worker, and he says that a clown ghost is the reason for the shutdown, and he's really not happy, and 
this causes Daphne to take the usual Velma approach, which being like Velma's used to the one that addresses the no such thing as ghost thing, um, where Daphne's like, there's no such thing as ghost. Um, there is, in the first live-action movie of Scooby-Doo, Fred is the one who says that when he's standing on the thing. He's like, there's no such thing as... Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> that's I'm so ADD. Anyways. Da- also in this episode, and all of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, pretty much, Daphne is definitely very much, like, an older sister type. She definitely gives off that vibe. Um... Not necessarily, like, know-it-all, but kind of, like, uh, what's the, what's the word or phrase that I'm thinking of, like, as a matter-of-factly, it's kind of what she gives me the vibe of, where, like, she kind of says things that kind of make the gang go, uh, I'm having, like, a brain fart right now, but, I don't know, she, in a way, she kind of keeps them intellectually in check. Um, specifically with Fred in this episode, actually. Um, so, Shaggy and Scooby, they, obviously, they want to leave, they want nothing to do with this, because it's more ghost stuff, but Daphne convinces them to stay, so that future kids can ride the new ride. And, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby, they're like, well, yeah, if we don't, if we don't help save the place, then other kids can't ride the ride, and we can't have that, and... I love it. <laughs> it's just so goofy. Um, so the guy's here, the the other worker, and he's talking about um, what he thinks is going on. And Fred asks him again about the cotton candy creatures, and he's kind of just like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so they're kind of doing some investigating, looking around, and they uh, start talking to. Um, some of the brothers of the worker that they first started talking to. And while the brothers are talking, Scooby breaks the fourth wall again, jumping into the screen, and he's like, imagine that. While uh, one of the brothers is explaining something, and he kind of just jumps in, and he's like, imagine that. So another fourth wall break right right there. Um, Very small, but it's like an interactive thing, definitely, for kids, is what I noticed. Um... That's definitely what I noticed. Um, we're like, in Blue's Clues, uh, Blue's Clues was my sheet growing up. I loved it. Still love it. I mean, I don't watch it. It's actually harder than, like, you would think to watch it. I don't really have normal cable. So, anyways, the interactive thing. So, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it is a kid's show more. I mean, all of Scooby-Doo is a kid's show, but A Pup Named Scooby-Doo is definitely a kid's show, like a younger kid's show, and it makes sense that they're interactive, um, not as much as, like, Dora the Explorer interactive type, but they're still interactive, and it makes sense, and I appreciate it, even as an adult, because it's just like, you're like, oh, hey, what's up, Scoob? I don't know, kind of can take you into your old own world if you want as an adult at least, but if you're a kid, you literally feel like you're with them and that you're solving mysteries together, and it's like a, it's like a, a good brain exercise, it just helps get those brain muscles going and kind of just, uh, stimulates the brain for a kid, um, even in the smallest way, because, you know, kids are so sensitive to so many things that 
something as small and interactive as a Scooby-Doo episode is still very beneficial and nice. It's just nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, at one point, like, towards the end of their conversation, this, the uh, worker that they're talking to, he says, if that they can, if they can solve this case, then they can get free passes, free lifetime passes to the amusement park. Um, yes, great idea, great deal, that is, like, perfect, and reluctantly, Scooby and Shaggy agree, they're like, um, yeah, can't turn that down, and they're kind of, like, going through and talking about what they can do, um, with their lifetime pass, and Velma's is rides to the moon, rocket, rocket ship rides to the moon, and I'm just like, y'all got rides to the moon? Heck yeah! That is awesome! Um, Daphne would be able to live in her fashion land, and Freddy would be able to go to the hard-to-believe-it museums, I think is what, what it was called, um, and Scooby and Shaggy would be able to ride their monster ride whenever they wanted. Uh, God, I just love Scooby-Doo so much. Um, obvious, random insert here. Obviously, I'm not changing things up too much with the way that I present or deliver my podcast, um, but just the, I'm just trying to keep it a little interesting. I love y'all, and I appreciate you so much for sticking with me if you are a viewer or a, rather a listener who has listened to multiple episodes of mine. And if you're new to the podcast, I love you all the same. I hope you can find some enjoyment in at least one of my episodes or one of my minutes. Um, anyways, all right. Love you guys. Back to the episode. Um, so yeah. Fred, again, I don't, I, in my notes, I literally just put Fred is obsessed with cotton candy, so that probably means that he made a comment about cotton candy again, the cotton candy creatures. Um, you don't really hear much about the cotton candy creatures in here. It's just a random thing that Fred is obsessed with, kind of like in, um, a mystery, uh, mystery incorporated series when he's obsessed with traps. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Fred's definitely got an addictive personality, because if it's not the traps, and it's not the cotton candy, then it's simply solving mysteries and just being, like, a crazy man. Um, even as a little kid, he was a crazy man. Alright. So, they start investigating again, doing their little thing. Um, and then we get to see our first uh, glimpse of the, or our first look at the clown. One of our first looks at the clown. Um, Probably our second time, actually. And the clown is actually pretty creepy. I mean, it's definitely, like, dressed up into, like, a goofy look. But sometimes the goofier the look, the creepier it is. Um, so yeah, they did good on this uh, creepy little clown. And Shaggy and Scooby, they literally get a taxi. They haul down a taxi, and they're like, Sorry, guys, I'm standing here talking to you. And I look up. And there's a freaking spider dangling in front of my face. No, thank you. Sorry um, for anyone out there who appreciates the small things, but I smushed that sucker. I'm fine with you if you don't sneak up on me, but he almost landed on my nose. Alright. Alright, where were we? <laughs> really, though, where were we? Hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Shaggy and Scooby, they get a taxi. They're like, screw this. We tried. We wanted to be nice, but screw it. We're out. So they're hauling butt out of here. And we hear Daphne. <laughs> just go, well, it's a shame. They're not going to be able to save the place so no other kids can ride. And obviously the boys hear it and they're like, man. So they turn around and they come back. And, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they come back for the ride. And I, I thought that was funny because they apparently have something other than food that can actually motivate them. And, like, Scooby is always saving innocent, innocence, of course. Like, randomly he'll see an innocent, uh, pterodactyl. Oh, and, um, oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot the title. My mind is spinning and I'm trying to stay a little bit focused so I don't lose track on what I'm talking about right now. But in that, um, in that movie, Scooby literally just risked his life for no other reason than the fact that he's a good dog, he's a good boy, and he saves this little pterodactyl. Um, yeah. Anyways. That was a really great episode, or a great movie. Great, great scene. Alright, so... But yeah, anyways, like, Scooby is always saving people and innocence, of course, but it's basically only ever for food that him or Shaggy will do something extreme. But here, in this episode and series, apparently monster the monster ride is important enough. Um, so... They're walking around, and Shaggy and Scooby run into this giant hot dog shack, and it kind of explodes. Hot dogs are everywhere. Obviously, they're having a blast, but Velma finds something amidst all the hot dogs, and she's like, Jinkies! And Fred's like, Velma said Jinkies! It must be, it must be something important. Excuse me. Um, and... Th- I love it, because every time, like, she says Jinkies in this series, they're like, Velma said Jinkies, that must be important, it must be big. Um, I do like that they kind of focus on that, because why not? Um, and she notices a blueprint, (laughs) and she says that it's a blueprint for buildings around the park, and Freddy's like, this can only mean one thing. And Daphne's like, Cotton Candy Monsters are building condos. Like, they team together to build condos. And he's like, how did you know? And she's like, just lucky guess. Because, you know, at this point, we all know that Fred, for some reason, is obsessed with these Cotton Candy creatures. So Daphne's like, yeah. That's kind of what I mean by, like, that big sisterly vibe. Um, It's not know-it-all, but it's kind of like, as a matter of fact... I do know what you're talking about, Fred. And do you know what you're talking about, Fred? Because, like, listen to yourself. That's kind of... That's the vibe that she gives, where she, like, kind of repeats you just so she can be like, do you hear the things you say? Because let me let me help you listen to what you're saying, Freddie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, they are investi- investigating a little bit again, and they split up. You know, they gotta do their iconic split-ups thing. And... We get another part where Velma finds another clue, and with her little magnifying glass, she says, Jinkies again. 
And they're like, two jinkies in one day, which, yeah, must be a big case if Velma says it at, at least three times, which she does right after that. She says jinkies again, so now we're at at least three times. And there might be one more, but I think I just got the three jinkies. Um, yeah. Um, I know I already said this, but Zombo is actually kind of creepy. He is actually pretty creepy. I love it. Um... Scooby and Shaggy do their gag run at this point, so we're only, like, we're about, uh, about, like, halfway through the episode, and Scooby and Shaggy always have that, like, gag run where they dress up and disguise themselves as something else to kind of throw off and confuse the ghostly monster, and for the most part, it works. Like, it usually always works for some reason, like, maybe only for a minute, but it usually does work, and, like, sometimes they really confuse the ghost, and at times, even as an adult, I'm not trying to, like, dissect it, obviously, but sometimes I'll be like, wow, they did pretty good, yeah, I'm, like, vibing with them, too, and then you'll see the monster completely confused and have, like, no idea that they're supposed to be chasing these kids, and then after a while, they, like, snap out of it, like, one of them, I'm trying to remember, it's just a very random monster, but the monkey, I think it was, like, an ape or something, some, it couldn't talk. And Scooby and Shaggy managed to, like, teach you how to speak. And clearly, at the end of the episode, when we unmasked the, the, unmasked the evil guy, they can talk perfectly fine. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, damn, they really did hypnotize that monster guy and made him think that even he couldn't talk. And I know that's kind of pushing it because, you know, it's, it's, you know we don't got to you know, get too detailed in there. But, and I usually don't, but that was one thing that I kind of thought about. Um, was that their gags really work. They, for whatever reason, they really work. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so um, Fred, here we are with Fred again. He mentions the cotton candy, and um, it has to do with a head of lettuce, like lettuce on a stick, which makes me think of jalapeno on a stick. Um, and Freddy's like, wait, something's off about this lettuce on a stick. Paraphrasing, of course. And Daphne's like, let me guess. It teamed up with the cotton candy monsters. And Fred's like, you've been reading my... <laughs> I think he says manifesto. Anyways, um, I'm just like, same, Daphne. At this point, you just gotta, you just gotta tell Fred what's up because he's being a doof. Um, uh, they, they run into Bart, I think is his name, which is the other brother. You have, like, Joey, oh my god, Joey, Johnny, I don't know, all these J-name brothers, and then you have Bart, um, and apparently they don't really like Bart, and Bart is definitely not happy with his brothers or his siblings, and... He's definitely a suspect in my eyes, that's for sure. Definitely has bad guy vibes. Um, he's just bitter and cranky and just really eager to get the gang out of there and is just way too excited and happy for the downfall of his siblings' park. Very, very self-centered, conceited. Uh, not conceited, I meant to say narcissistic type, but that's, again, kind of pushing it for a kid's show. Um... But definitely a suspect in my eyes. Um, 
But then in the next scene or so, you have... Was it Joey? One of the brothers steals money from another brother um, after, like, scamming him or lying about their mother or something. When he, and then the other guy is like, wait, we have the same mother and mom has never been sick a day in her life and the guy steals the money. And So then I'm like, well, well now I don't know who's a suspect because all these brothers have issues with each other. So something, I'm missing something. Um... So, uh, yeah. Um, then we kind of jump to the next scene right before uh, they're about to start chasing um, the monster again. And sometimes I forget Daphne is, like, super rich and, like, um, um, like owns Scooby Snacks. Well, not owns, but, like, her dad owns the factory that they sell them in, in this series at least. And so Daphne just has all the access to all the goodies. And she literally airdrops peanut butter flavored Scooby Snacks on command. She calls, gets her payphone randomly, calls, bam, peanut butter flavored Scooby Snacks right there. And gets Scooby to do whatever she wants. Just like that. Bam. Ah, oh, crazy. Um, um, so right after that, fast forward just a little bit. Monster shows back up, uh, Zombo, and Shaggy, he's like, start the music, you know, like their montage music, and again, breaking the fourth wall, um, but then Daphne adds to that, and she's like, wait, hold up, I just had my hair done, and I'm not ruining it right now, so she calls her butler, literally calls her butler, and is like, I think it's Jenkins, It's like, will you be scared for me? And he kind of freaks out, screams a little bit, and then leaves. And then they start their montage again with the music. Lots of fourth wall breaking. Um, I almost didn't really remember that scene, because it was... Um, obviously, as a kid, you don't really know about the fourth wall thing. You're literally just thinking, oh my god, Daphne's talking to me. Um, but, yeah, I love it. She's just so... She's so ahead of her time, Daphne is. Um, also, another random thing, this episode was probably only, like, like, well, I think they're, like, 20 minutes or so, so I guess, never mind, there are some, like, 7-minute episodes and 11-minute episodes in this series, um, so I was hoping that, like, I'd have enough content to go in here, I just don't want it to be too long, don't want it to be too short, but I think the episode is just long enough to where I won't have that issue. Anyways... Um, do 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 do. So, yeah, their montage begins and they're doing their thing. And it's very, very trippy 70s and 80s type stuff. Like, uh, definitely would have like a strobe light warning, um, for people, like the light sensitivity. Because I had some issues watching it, and I'm watching it on a very old TV, so which makes it a little worse, but. They were just having fun, and it, like, they had their little, like, dance-offs in, like, some of the parts. Um, and then at one point, Daphne stops the music again to fix her hair in a mirror that she sees. She's like, ugh, my hair is a mess. Fixes it up, and then she's like, okay, go ahead. And then starts back up again. Another fourth wall break. I don't know, I haven't kept count, but we're at, like, four or five again right now. Um, so, do-do-do. Uh, fast forward again a little bit, 
and Scooby-Doo dresses as a cowboy, another one of his own gags, and he bravely steps up to the clown, and a little reluctantly he steps up, but the clown, like, spits water at him or something, and Scooby gets so mad. He's like, oh yeah, you want to play this? And then he really starts, like, kicking it in gear. Um, and the clown throws a pie. He's like, alright, now you got me mad. And he picks up, like, a piece of pie or a giant, just like a full pie, and just lunges it at Scooby-Doo. And Scooby's like, uh-oh. Whips out a giant dinner table, sits down, ready to eat, ready for war. And then just swallows that whole thing whole, and he's just like, delicious. Alright. And the clown's like, damn. <laughs> um, come on, we should... Alright, yeah, we know better than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, they're going and going, and Scooby is just whooping this clown's butt, just whooping his butt, he is single-handedly taking this clown down himself. Um, towards the end of the episode, they, you know, during the whole chase thing, they always end up all over the place, and eventually they end up somewhere that, uh, ultimately results in the unmasking of the bad guy and in this one they end up on the monster mountain ride with the clown and with the clown with the clown and scooby and shaggy they're like woohoo we get to go on a ride but woohoo we get to go on a ride and they look back and they see the clown is back there with him or with them and they go through a couple loop-de-loops and a couple of things and at the end, I think Fred asked them how the ride was, and both the boys are like, yep, yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> and the clown is just as sick as, like, the two boys, and literally passes out, um, so, bam, that was easy enough, now they can unmask the bad guy, and before they unmask him, Fred's like, alright, I know who this is, but why can't I think of his name? randomly out of nowhere red herring shows up and he's like what don't you want to accuse me freddy and he's like yes yeah red red red's the bad guy obviously he's not because we're staring at him and the entire episode we don't even see red and just randomly out of nowhere they're like hey red get in here because fred is psycho um so obviously it's not red fred sorry um but so Velma unmask him. We find out that it's Joey, none other, none, none other than the brother himself. And I was wrong; it wasn't Bart, but it still made sense that it was one. It had to have been one of the brothers. I mean, come on. Um, and the other two remaining brothers are so happy and relieved. They give the boys. Lifetime, anytime access to the ride for free, um, which obviously they love. Um, and to close it off, we always have our like Scooby Dooby Doo, but Shaggy kind of like steals the spotlight literally in that part. And he says, you know, he's like, because of Scooby Doo, I can't remember exactly what it says. That was a terrible whatever I just did. But then Scooby was like, hey, that's what I'm supposed to say. And Shaggy's like, you're right, go ahead. So Scooby looks back over at the camera and he says his Scooby-Dooby-Doo. And we finish the episode. 
Um, all right. So, 32 minutes, that's not terrible. Um, all right. Yep, so that's the end of the very last episode of season two of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. And that episode is called Terror, Thy Name is Zombo. About a monster, evil clown ghost. Um, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick ad break. And we'll come back and we'll go through our um, quick points real quick. Alright, be redundant, why don't we? Um, Alright, stay tuned, gang. Alright, welcome back, gang. So, we left off at, well, the very end of our episode. And now we are doing our little, our quick points. um, Our main points that I usually always do, and I like doing that. Um... I don't know why, it kind of just focuses on what I really enjoyed about it, which I think is obvious to say to start off, the fourth wall breaking. Um, I don't know why, I just, I really like that, Um, because there's not only, like, we wouldn't really call it fourth wall breaking um, in a kid's show, but the interactiveness um, for a kid is very fun and um, helpful in many ways, not just entertaining, um, but there are also, like, adult movies or horror movies or plenty other things out there that, um, that break the fourth wall that adults can enjoy, not just, like, an interactive kids show, but, so fourth wall breaking is always a fun moment. Um, that's not necessarily my most, like, favorite, um, moment in the episode, but, um, the intro song, definitely gotta put that one in there, because, like I said, what a bopper! I know you guys love it too. There are some people who really don't like, um, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, and then I know some people who specifically don't like the title track, which, I mean, to each his own. There, I mean, I don't like some artists that some people find like their savior in. Um, so everybody's different. It's all about perception and things like that. But I do love this intro. It's such a good bop. It's so fun, and it just works so well for Scooby Doo. Um, yes, love the intro. Um, what else? Fred's obsession. With cotton can with the cotton candy creatures and the cotton candy monsters, um, still never really learned why he was so obsessed with these cotton candy creatures. Um, but it's a it was a fun little um, side side plot, yeah, fun little side plot, I guess we can call it. And then having Daphne like mock him basically the entire time about the cotton candy ones is. Just as fun. Um, oh, shush. Sorry, I got my puppies. Um, what else we got? Um, I'm also, I also have the proposal in the background. Um, so, yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, the Daphne thing. When she calls her butler to be scared for her. Again, perfect. Like, what kind of... I don't know what I was getting at like that. But that's such, like, a a random, fun little piece of, like, 
just a fun little piece to throw in there, too. Um, I love that she's so rich, and she, she has that, like, cliche, what, like, some people say about rich, like, people, like, rich and snobby. Um, I'm not saying all rich people are like that, obviously. Um, but that's, like, the unfortunate stereotype thing that people would say about a very rich person. Um, and Daphne kind of almost has that vibe, but she's not snobby about it. She's like, yes, I'm rich, I'm beautiful, but I also have this gang of goofy-ass friends, excuse my language, just, like, goofy-ass friends, like, the best group of people, and she just, she's no, she knows she's smart, and she knows where she stands in her group, and she's not insecure at all about it, which allows her to not bring down anyone else around her, which, ugh, I love. The, the, the lack of toxicity in Scooby-Doo is what I'm here for, right? That's what I'm here for. Um, so yeah, when she calls her butler to be scared for her, or when she airdrops the freaking peanut butter flavored Scooby Snacks on command, because, you know, her ties with the Scooby Snack world. I love it. Daphne really is, like, a key a key player in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I mean, obviously, they're all key players in all of the show and series and all of Scooby-Doo in general, but Daphne alone is, like, a huge, um, completely different kind of character in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo than she is in any of the other ones. Um... Ah, yeah, I love it. I just love, I just love Scooby-Doo. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> um, so, we got that one. Um, oh, we have where Velma says jinkies, like, three times. And, um, how they still say that, oh, Velma said jinkies, it must be important. And then she says it, like, two more times. So they're like, oh, wow, must be really important. Sorry, if you hear, like, this weird click in the background, I have a propane heater and, like, a furnace and all kinds of good stuff. But I use a propane heater occasionally because it's still not cold enough to need, like, constant heat. And it's it's just really easy to um, control manually. So, yeah, but it's a pain in the butt sometimes. So, anyways, that was random. Um, what else do we got? Do, 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 do. I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of it. Moogie Moogie. My doggy Moogie. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Well, that's perfect. It's kind of like a decent length, um, episode. I hope you guys enjoyed, and Again, I am so sorry that I've been so absent, but, you know, at this point, you know me. And if you're sticking with me, you're sticking with me, and I appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, I always love doing these podcast episodes for you guys. It's never like, it's never like, oh, I gotta do a podcast. It's not that kind of thing. It's just... Wow, I have so much going on all the time that making it into my regular schedule is still a little hard, mainly because I'm still work. like I said, I'm still working on getting all of the series, um, DVD forms of the series and stuff of Scooby-Doo, so once I get that, 
so much easier because I usually always have a DVD player. Um, also, I'm eating green bean casserole right now, which I used to hate green bean casserole, but as an adult, you start to kind of appreciate them, some things some more. Very random because I didn't even make it with like any other meal or food. I was just craving green bean casserole last night and I made some and it's pretty darn good. Um, anyways, so today is, well, it's a Thursday, so my thing was going to be Throwback Thursdays, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw in one of mine, throw in, um, I don't know, one of my earliest memories of Scooby-Doo is definitely Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, um, I was living in my hometown at the time, and my mom and I had just come from family video, I believe, and we were looking for Scooby-Doo movies, and, no, I, we had just come from Subway, and I remember getting an absurd amount of pickles, and then we went to family video, and I was looking around, and I remember seeing Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf in DVD form, and I don't know if I had already seen it, or... If I saw it there in the video store for the first time and I lost it, but I got it. And ever since then, like, I just, that day specifically, like, in my head, like, the memory is so vivid. And, like, I can even, it's like I can see the streetlights and the subway line. And I can remember looking up and asking the lady for extra pickles and remember walking with my mom and being in the store. It's weird, the things that you remember um, about specific memories and stuff. Um, anyways, that was, um, yeah, I was four. I definitely wasn't five. I think I just turned four, actually, because I started school right after, right before I turned five. Yeah, so I, I had just turned four, and I was, according to my mom and my dad, I was a very, very intellectual, like, talkative, smart four-year-old, um, compared to others that they had seen at the time, but one of the main things that I was ever, ever obsessed with and always focused on was Scooby-Doo, and I still remember my first memory of Scooby-Doo like it was yesterday. Um, I will always love Scooby-Doo. My co-workers to this day still kind of, they look at me and they're like, oh, wow, Scooby-Doo, and I got Scooby-Doo shoes, Scooby-Doo shirts, um, I still buy, like, the Scooby Snacks, whether it's the gummies or the graham crackers or, um, I made the super shaggy sandwich that you get in the Scooby-Doo cookbook that my sister bought me a couple years ago. I made that last night again, and my coworker was like, what the heck is a Scooby-Doo sandwich or a shaggy sandwich? I'm like, ah, you wouldn't understand, but yeah, so that's my little throwback Thursday thing is... Scooby-Doo is just 100% always a throwback, but those are kind of my, um, memory throwbacks, and, well, yeah, you know what, I think that's a good way to end it, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and in the post that I mentioned about, um, what your favorite intro song is, I'm also gonna ask you about what your throwback Thursday memory would be. Um, because I kind of did that in a weird way where we have memory Mondays 
Terror Tuesdays, um, Where Are You Wednesdays, Throwback Thursdays, Freaky Food Fridays, Sassy Saturdays, and Sanctuary Sundays. So I accidentally threw in some Memory Monday onto my Throwback Thursday, but Throwbacks, Memories, you see the correlation. But um, we'll do one more thing right here, actually, for the Throwback Thursday. Um, well, sorry. Um, uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Well, I did bring up the Reluctant Werewolf, so never mind. There we go. That's that throwback. Bam. Right there. Throwback. But, um, <laughs> old school Scooby-Doo, which actually is perfect because a pup named Scooby-Doo is one of the older series. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Never mind. I take it back. We, we covered Throwback Thursday. A pup named Scooby-Doo alone. Um, all Scooby-Doo is precious and perfect and superb and just 1,000 million kajillion infinity percent perfection and wholesome. Um, but, I don't know why I said but, <laughs> um, the old ones though, like the oldest ones, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, even What's New Scooby-Doo, all of those, they just hit differently, even though they pretty much all have different voice actors for... Velma, there's some... They all hit differently. All the voice actors hit differently, but all in good ways. Um, I'm not saying that there's a different voice actor for each of them. You know what I mean. But, anyways, that is our episode of uh, New Mystery Scooby-Doo Podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed, and stay tuned on my Instagram of scooby-doo.podcast. And maybe drop a comment on my very next post when I ask you about your favorite intro song or your throwback Thursday moment for Scooby-Doo. Um, you can send a picture of uh, you can send a picture of something vintage, or you could post about your favorite throwback movie or show or moment or anything, anything throwback, anything memory wise, because we'll have more Memory Mondays on a Memory Monday, and we'll talk, really, I mean, we could talk forever about memories. Everyone's got lots of memories, um, so I didn't ruin too much. All right, gang, again, I hope you enjoyed. I love you all. Thank you so much for sticking with me through all of this chaos. Um, I love you, and stay tuned, gang. Peace.